liftoff, and officially we have Season 1, Episode 1. Anthony, I'm John. John, you're Anthony. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Welcome to the very first episode, Season 1, Episode 1 of the Daily Ramble Podcast. And for those of you who listened to our five-minute introduction, welcome back. We're glad to have you. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about our sports teams. Uh, this is Anthony, in case you forgot from our five-minute introduction. Uh, John, How has... could they forget that memorable five-minute introduction, Anthony? I don't know. I think my uh, voice after hearing it is pretty memorable. Uh, memorable? John is drinking a delicious Bud Light currently, and I am drinking some sort of Jersey Girl beer. I'm a sick and tired of people Bud Light shaming me. I fucking love Bud Light. Bud Light sponsor the podcast. I'm sick and tired of it. It's you could tasty. Have a zillion beers. A zillion it's, beers could. Uh... It's fucking tasty. It's refreshing. It's it's phenomenal. I'm sick and tired of the goddamn IPA police coming out to tell me that I can or cannot Pilsner. drink fucking Bud Light. I love you, Bud Light. Thank you. I'm drinking a Pilsner, not an IPA. For the record, I'm not a big IPA fan. Um, however, jumping back into what we actually came here to talk about, <laughs> not being beer. Um, Sports. All right. So, obviously, growing up, we uh, grew up in a fairly competitive household. Um, you know, I played football and lacrosse and baseball. Uh, I think, Anthony, you played a little bit of uh, football. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, I we, mean, you're, we both so for, played 12 years of For football. just a bit of context, Anthony's hovering in at a <laughs> spry five foot seven inches on a good day. Five, seven and a half, thank you. Five, six and three quarters, more likely. <laughs> Uh, he's missing the requisite hair to give him that extra inch, inch and a half that he's... But looking, I did used to have very for. sweet flow. So, Pictures uh, coming soon. Yeah, so uh, growing up, we played football together. Uh, you know, every couple of years, we were lucky to be, enough to be on the same team. Uh, I By played, team, he means I was on the bench because I was so much younger and smaller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, played a little basketball growing up as well. Uh, the one sport I didn't stick with that uh, really I wish I did was hockey. But, you know, growing up, we were an athletic bunch. Uh, obviously. Our sister was a D1 athlete. Shout yeah. out to Jess. So, you know, it was nice. Growing up as a kid, we would you always have someone to play with outside, whether it was my brother Anthony or my sister Jessica. And uh, obviously those uh, childhood games and uh, high school state championships kind of forged something in us that has, uh, you know, really, you know, created a lifelong passion, which I personally think is great. Uh, unfortunately, recently for the both of us, all of our uh, favorite sports teams suck balls. Except for Penn State. Except for Penn State hashtag wrestling because the football team is dog shit, but we'll get into that dog later. Shit. Anyway, the point is we decided today it would be a good opportunity to just kind of tell you guys about some of our favorite teams, maybe some of our memorable experiences uh, growing up, going to games, uh, you know, those kind of kind of stories. Um, I thought maybe I could kick things off and let you know that I am a diehard New York Giants fan. Obviously, the last couple of years has been difficult for me and Anthony because... Jeez, does anybody in that building know what's going on? At this point, I'm not entirely sure. Gettleman definitely does not. Gettleman definitely does not. Um, uh, I went to West Virginia University, big WVU sports fan. Uh, I'm also a Knicks Devils, and Anthony and I are lucky enough to be Yankees fans because, you know, we, That's got, been fun. we got lucky. Uh, so John and I were also very fortunate um, that our uncle had season tickets to the Giants and the Yankees growing up. So we've been to many, many, many Giants and Yankee games and playoff games, playoffs, World, World Series, Series NFC stuff. Championship. The NFC Championship is actually what I was wondering if you remembered when they played the Minnesota. Yeah, at home, how awesome that game was. I got to be honest. I think you sat in Uncle Mike's seats at that game, and I think I sat in the upper levels with a friend. 
because I distinctly remember being very high, not on marijuana, very high in the stadium, and extremely cold. I was 12. He was 14. Yeah, for context. Uh, I do remember being there. I do remember being very cold. I do remember the tailgate. I don't remember sitting in the lower level. Now, so, I don't know if... For reference, my uncle's seats were approximately on the 25-yard line, about 10, 10 or 20 rows. rows. Yeah, yeah, 11 rows. 10 and 11, so... They were a set of four, two and two, and they were great, great seats. Yeah, I mean, obviously, growing up as a kid, you're sitting fucking twenty feet off the field. You, you know, uh, preseason games, getting Ron Dane wristband. <laughs> shout out the Bachelor. Jesse Palmer. Shout out the Bachelor, Jesse Palmer, hooking us up with some preseason wristbands. Uh, all good stuff. So, I mean, we got really fortunate as you know, kids growing up in the area, being able to go to a ton of live sporting events. Which, you know, for any kid, in my opinion, there's really nothing better. Although. You know, cost-wise, nowadays, not so much. <laughs> oh, I mean, now it's kind of out of reach for a lot of people, which is sad. It's very corporate. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, even though the NFL's ratings are really good, I'm just I'm surprised that we'll see what this season holds. But Speaking of corporate, you know, after college, I was lucky enough to get a job working for the New Jersey Devils, which for me was a tremendously fun learning experience. Uh, you know, getting the opportunity to meet players and uh, see a lot of hockey live and drive cars on the ice during the intermissions. That that was some fun shit. I was there for a little little over three seasons. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as an avid hockey fan, you know, it being the one sport I wish I really got into as a kid, uh, working for the Devils was, you know, sort of like a dream come true. And uh, I got some benefit out of that, too, finally kind of seeing hockey a little bit more than I ever had in my life, which was nice. Uh, I got to go to see games. I got good seats. But I actually have a question. Did you, didn't you have a picture with the Stanley Cup from when the Devils won it when we were younger? Is that because you're looking at it on my wall right now? That's oh, no. Standing right I there? didn't. I was trying to actually look around the room and see where that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in our podcast. That was before you worked there, right? In our podcast, it would be difficult to say that I worked for the Devils in 2003 when they won the Stanley Cup and I was a uh, oh, no. junior in high school. <laughs> um, so, no, I was not an employee of the team at the time. However, funny story. Uh, in 2003, um, a friend of mine's father worked for the team growing up, and uh, I was fortunate enough to go to a lot of games that season, and uh, we got on a run with the Devils uh, late in the season, you know, early spring, uh, right around the end of the year, where, for whatever reason, every time I went to a game, the team won. And they won so many games that it got to the point where he actually asked me who my favorite player was, got me an authentic jersey, which was awesome, and it really got up to like 18 games in a row that I saw them win. I mean, this is the old Continental days, uh, which was a really fun arena to go to. It wasn't far from the I house. love The Rock, though. Yeah. The Rock oh, The is Rock awesome. is great. Don't get me wrong. The stadium's great. Really easy to get to, for sure. Fun. But there was something about Continental Airlines Arena back in the day. It was close to the house. It was nice. So I saw a lot of playoff hockey that year. Uh, it was a great time. And then, obviously, after they won the Cup... My friend was lucky enough to have the Stanley Cup in his house, and I'm looking at an awesome picture of me and my buddy standing next to the cup. Got to kiss it, got to touch it. Unfortunately, you know, I was only 17, wasn't drinking out of it, but <laughs> it was still pretty cool for sure. That That's definitely a really cool experience. I'm a little jealous of that picture as I look at it. Um, going along with that, do you remember when we went to the Devils versus the Kings? Those seats are pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was that, 2014 when they are in the Cup Finals? You know, on a whim, it was after my time, uh, you know, having worked there. You know, it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and uh, Anthony and I were both working in the city. And I remember saying to Ant, dude, the tickets are only like 100 bucks. Like, let's just fucking go. It'll be a great time. And uh, we ended up seeing a hell of a Stanley Cup Finals game. 
Um, they, it was one of the few games they won in the series, but the crowd noise, Brodor was standing on his head. It was, that was a really, really fun time. Almost like the, what, what was the Penn State game that I just went with you? Uh, who did we just see? The Michigan game. Oh, Man, Michigan that was, game was a fun great. fucking game. Wow. I was going to say, speaking of great games, I've seen, I've been lucky to see a couple of, uh, great, great Penn State football games. Um, I always say now I've been to World Series games, I've been to an NFC Championship, I've been to a Stanley Cup game, but nothing compares to Penn State beating Ohio State a few years ago at home, a storm in the field. I will uh, give you that. I mean, granted, obviously not a Penn State fan, uh, but Anthony and I went to Penn State, Michigan only a few months ago, and man, yeah. white out, the crowd was in fucking sane, and man, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, West Virginia had some fun games, you know, we're not going to talk about my senior year <laughs> loss to Pitt. Fuck you, Pitt. Eat shit, Pitt. You motherfuckers ruined my fucking year. Um, <laughs> but that being said, you know, you're having a hard time comparing apples and oranges here because while they both played Division One football, you know, we're talking them in the mid-60,000s for West Virginia and Penn State. When that stadium gets rocking, you're actually physically moving in the arena. The When I try to explain to people how you vibrate when there's 110,000 screaming fans, I don't think you can really understand until you experience it. Uh, I like to tell people how the town becomes the third largest city, I believe it is, behind Pittsburgh and Philadelphia on game days. (laughs) Uh, 300,000 people come to tailgate. So when you get those 8 p.m. games, there are people rolling in on Thursday nights. The whole RV lot where we were last year and normally are is packed to the gills. Hashtag definitely need to bring a space heater next year. (laughs) Definitely need a new heater. Uh, You know, they... The crowd stays pumping all game long, and it's really an unbelievable experience. I will say, playoff Yankees, really, really on point. Obviously, the crowd really gets behind the Yanks in the playoffs. The Giants playoff games, always raucous. West Virginia home games, shit-faced, tons of fun. I've never, I mean, I've had the decibel meter on Oh, yeah, I remember that. On my watch, telling me that we hit, I think, 115 or 117 decibels. Yeah, I think I would love to pull it up if I could remember. We have the video somewhere. Yeah, I think it was 116 decibels was the top one we saw. It was so so loud, and I've never experienced something like that. And I've gone to a ton of sporting events, Stanley Cup final games, World Series games. I can't imagine a louder louder experience in that game and that was a lot of fun and again i had no rooting interest i thought for sure penn state was going to shit the bed on that one <laughs> but they actually pulled it out and it wasn't wasn't too too bad yeah it was uh they almost did shit the bed i don't know if you remember we got off to a hot start and then they almost collapsed uh but came through in the end and won it uh you know this, memories like that that's that's stuff we're going to be discussing on here is this Sure. You know. I mean, we, we watch a lot of TV together. We watch a lot of movies together. We read a lot of the same books. But you don't really have a big hoorah when you finish a book that you're both reading. <laughs> There's not that, holy shit, can you believe that fucking chapter, no, that, man? I forget. Some, there was one book that we both read, and we were just like, yeah, that part was awesome. Yeah. I, one yeah, time. Yeah. There's, you know, a blonde doesn't girl. Very, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. If you uh, read enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it would be cool if we touched a little bit about what's going on in the sports world. Obviously, we just saw an awesome Tyson Fury uh, Wilder fight this weekend. Um, I mean, I don't know. The guy sounds like a buffoon telling people that he was tired from his 40-pound fucking costume walking to the arena. I mean, that's just the all-time, all-time worst excuse I've ever heard in my entire life. I gotta say, after watching it 
uh, it felt like watching a master and a novice. He just had a game plan. Tyson Fury had a game plan, and he stuck to it, and it was a brilliant game plan. He tied him up over and over again, but he didn't just tie him up. He put his weight on him. He leaned on him. He hung over his head. He wore Wilder out. I also think that uh, it was interesting. I was listening to one of the, uh, the announcers after the game, because uh, Fury by far came in with a very, very superior game plan for that fight, and he did stick to it. And one of the things Fury said was, Wilder is an attacking fighter, and he doesn't do well playing off of his back foot. And if you watch that fight, Fury came after him nonstop, round after round, minute after minute, and really put the onus on Wilder to fight off his back foot, and that's not any kind of early experience that he has fighting that way. And, I mean, the dude just fucking dominated him for the entire fight. I mean, it was... I, I was I was hoping they were going to stop it a couple rounds early. His fucking ears bleeding. The his amount of blood bleeding. coming I mean, out of was, his ear was crazy. It was he looked shot for a while, but I do respect the one thing that, that Wilder said. He said, you know, I, I told my corner never, ever throw in the towel on me, no matter how down I look. Yeah, pull me out on my shield or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I like that battle mentality. You know, yeah, they it's gotta a look warrior out, mentality. And listen, they got to look getting... out for his safety. I understand that. But at the same time, when somebody has the power that, that Wilder has, they can end the fight with sure. one punch at it's any It's tough, though. Time. When you're stumbling around like that. Uh, I mean, his, his eardrum was so messed up, you could tell his equilibrium was off. Sure. He looked like he was just going to fall over. He was touching the rope Absolutely. at one point. He, kept, he was touching the rope the whole fight. It was yeah. it was honestly tough to watch. Um, and, and obviously the fight kind of led into this week, the NHL trade deadline, um, where, you know, obviously you're a Devils fan by way of me. Yeah. And uh, it's been a brutal couple years since that, you know, 2014 Stanley Cup final, and we kind of thought this off season that they were finally making the moves. They they got the the lottery number one again. They they drafted Jack Hughes. They they pulled off a steal of a trade, a steal of a trade for PK Subban. I feel like they fleeced the Predators for him, and they just started putting the piece together that you thought they had a nice, uh, consistent young end nice mix of veterans for the team and boy have they shit the bed and it's just been brutal it's hard when you have no goaltending yeah they got no goaltending and now they've got no players on the team because they (laughs) traded fucking everybody off that roster honestly if you can name three players on the team right now I'm struggling to do it Jack Hughes Nico Heischer PK Subban obviously I watch a lot more hockey than you but Jesus I was gonna say Nico it was gonna be my first one it's it's staggering and you Schneider know still there. <laughs> they get rid he of played him. tonight. He's playing right now. You know they were winning one nothing last I checked. But uh, you know it, it's tough as a fan and obviously as a former employee to watch what's going on. You know you got a fired coach. You got a fired general manager. There's a long way to go. Well, Ownership's got a lot of questions to answer this offseason. But when you talk about that, how do you not think of the Giants right away? I mean, I'm trying to hold out hope. That, you know, Gettleman has a proven track record draft-wise. You can look at a lot of his picks, both in his first draft and previous drafts, that he shows that he can find talent in the draft. Now, granted, some of the players from last year's draft class definitely took a couple steps back. I'm talking about Hernandez. But you look at guys like Carter. You know, he really looks like a stud on the defensive side of the ball, and, and that could be a big win. I'm slightly worried that if you looked at the, you know, the start to the combine, the media days this week, I mean... Fucking Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman, you're really not going to call Jones your starting quarterback? Every position on the depth chart is up for grabs? I mean, that's just fucking joke. It is stupid, but you never know what's going to be available. It's just another example of these guys just 
putting their foot in like their the, fucking I, mouth. No, that's fine. I, but at this, I, I, look, Judge is a new coach. He's, it's, he's, he's going to make everybody work for their position. I respect yeah, that. Look but at the, he, you're not Bill Belichick, look at the coach, Joe. No, but Come look on. at the coaching staff that he's built. Look at the guys that are there. You got Freddie Kitchens as a tight end coach. You got Jason Garrett coming in as an O coordinator. We got, what, what's his name? For the D coordinator. What's, what the hell's his name? He's off my, off my head. You don't even know his name because he was on Miami last year and he didn't have a good defense. So who the fuck cares who our defensive coordinator is? He's, they got some big name guys. He's and not the a best, big name guy. Time out. The best guy overall is Colombo, the offensive line coach. I like Colombo. Huge good win. Signing. Good Huge signing. Huge win. Listen, the only reason that, that's one of the biggest reasons Dallas has been good is because of their offensive line. I'll give you that, but we're also missing pieces. Obviously, you look at the soldier signing. <laughs> looks like a fucking albatross on the left side of the line. And thank God they got $60, $70 million in cap space to spend in this offseason because they got holes all over that fucking roster. Yeah, and just think if it was managed properly and they didn't waste money on Odell and waste money on everybody else on all these different signings that they screwed the pooch on. I mean, come on. This is where my fear of the future comes in because we have the perfect storm where we have got a quarterback on his rookie contract. We've got a ton of cap space. We've got a ton of what I think is very promising young talent that we can add to with a lot of draft picks, maybe the possibility of trading back. But my point is, there's a lot of things moving in the right direction, although it might not look like it. And... Man, Dave Gettleman at the helm of this makes me nervous. You could just imagine at any time, any second, him doing some dumb fucking bonehead move that you're like, what the hell is on this guy's mind? Yeah, I don't have complete faith, but I try to be optimistic when it comes to the Giants because it's pretty brutal. I have been watching a lot less NFL football just for the simple fact that my favorite team is just kind of horrible to watch. Especially when Saquon was injured last year. I love to watch Saquon. But it's, you know, watch. Shout out Penn State. Yeah, shout out Penn State. Um, it's, it's been tough. tough. It's I mean, tough it's to listen. watch. When the offensive line was as bad as it's been for the past five years, it's brutal. It is know? brutal. And, you know, the whole, you know, they screwed the pooch on the Eli send-off a couple years ago, benching him for no reason, breaking his streak. It just feels like dysfunction is ripe in this organization right now, and you just got to kind of hope that they can put a bow on it, bring it together. I mean, there's just such a storied franchise. We've been around enough championships in our life, you know, Basically, since I was born, 86, 90, 91, whatever, uh, 07, 11. I mean, they've done it. It's it's in the building. They know that they can do it. And, uh, man, I just, you know, there's a lot of optimism. You're looking at the combine. They got the fourth pick. You know, they got the option to maybe trade back with someone who wants to maybe move up and grab Tua. Um, they do still have a lot of holes. But, you know, you look at a team like Kansas City, who has that quarterback on the rookie contract, who's able to fill around him with a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And, fuck, Kansas City's defense, not a good defense. The only thing Mahomes and Jones have in contract, and <laughs> in, uh, I can't speak, the only thing they, that they have in common, the two of them, is their rookie contract. And the fact that they play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But... but my point is, look, he showed promise this year. He definitely has some tools that, listen, if he makes a big step forward this year, this could be a team that gets... Listen, 8-8 eight eight makes the playoffs in the NFC East. It probably does. You're right. There's it no question does. about it. Yeah, it's pretty brutal in the East right now, but, you know. You know, speaking of the East. Well, and if they're up, great. And if, if the new playoff stuff gets passed through. But that won't be in effect till 2021. Oh, so okay. it'll be a, a season off. But as I was saying, speaking of the East, obviously the AL East, Yankees spring training underway. Garrett Cole, not so bad first showing. Yeah. Also terrible day, Severino, so, yeah. Tommy John surgery. Nah, that's... Fuck me in the butt. I feel like that was mismanaged too, speaking of It wasn't. I, I actually, mean... I listened to Cashman earlier today. He had multiple MRIs on his elbow. It wasn't until they did a very, very specific MRI with contrast that they were able to see the tear. Still, 
You're the Yankees. You're the evil umpire. You got hundreds of millions of billions of dollars. Okay, time out. I've had I've had MRIs and then had them do them with contrast, without contrast, and it wasn't for anything crazy. And like you said, it's the Yankees. I'm not the Yankees. I can go and get that myself if I'm having this pain. Sure. And he's had issues for a year and a half now. That's totally. unbelievable. It's it is it is a bit it is a blow. There's no question. But you look at this team and they've got the depth to maybe replace him. Obviously, it's next man up. It's how it was last year. They they have a lot of talent on the roster, but the one place they don't have enough talent is the pitching staff. So I don't know. You gotta maybe look at now some, they do. You look at some of the young guys that got coming up and they're gonna definitely get a good look in the next couple weeks over spring training. Uh obviously the offense is gonna be as potent as ever. You know, challenge that home run record again, I'm sure. Uh, and and they really do. Do we feel have like, juice baseballs this season? Do we know? Oof, I don't know. Juice baseballs, <laughs> fucking Apple watches, trash cans. Who the fuck uh, knows? Fuck the Astros, number one. <laughs> uh, but the point is, I think obviously they're the they're favorite to win the division. The Red Sox are sellers. They got nobody. You got to look at the Orioles again. Dog shit. No thing to worry there. And then you don't really know what are you gonna get from the. You never know. Yeah, right. Toronto, the Rays, you never know that you they're probably going to be bad, but you know. You know Toronto might be one of those teams that win, a, you know, 50-50 games, you know, 80 and 80, but the point is Tampa's the one team that, you know, they kind of always end up put, piecing they, together. They the always team. have those hot streaks. They get those hot streaks, and, they, and, and it always coincides with the Yankees series. They come into New York. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get a Saturday matinee game. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's beautiful. It's sunny, and the Rays win 8-4, and you're like, what the fuck did yeah, I come Yeah, why did for? I come here and drink my $12? <laughs> Fucking 12 Were You were getting cheap beers at the Yankee Stadium. I thought they were like $20. No, I think they're 13 I think it's 13 for a blue moon. Yeah, maybe. You remember that uh, playoff game? What was it last year, two years ago, when we were on TV? That was pretty sweet. Banging yeah, on the we wall. Yeah, we were right on the right field wall. Yeah, that was fun. I got to find that video. I mean, yeah. that was pretty cool. You know, we were playoff game. Was that against the Astros? Astros. Was yeah. against the Astros? Those cheating scumbag motherfuckers, and uh, the Yankees won. But yeah, we were on TV. That was pretty cool. That was that the the Bronx. I had never seen it like that. I'm gonna say the last time I was on TV was when I was in college. West Virginia beat Pitt or Maryland in. In basketball, and I stormed the court. Kevin Pitsnoggle, six foot eleven. Pitsnoggle. Pit That's Pitsnoggle. a name. It sure is. It's a mouthful. Kevin Pitsnoggle, sweaty as all could be, picked me up. We were celebrating, jumping up and down on the court. I unfortunately never got a chance to storm the field. Because uh, West Virginia sucks. No, that's not true at all. The one time we beat a very high-ranked team. Georgia? No, that was a bowl game, so I wasn't there. Obviously, they don't storm the field for bowl games either, <laughs> you dumb twat. Uh, it was Maryland. Maryland was very highly ranked when I was a freshman. They were like number four or number six in the NCAA. And we beat them like week one or week two. And we all went to hop the fucking fence to get onto the field. And there were just policemen standing there with, like, pepper spray guns just pepper spraying everyone. When we stormed it for the Ohio State win at Penn State, I think it was in 18, uh, they just sort of let everybody out. They were, they were all so happy. They were just like, you know what? Just go. Just have a good time. I mean, that's pretty nice. Uh, I mean, I cannot obviously say the same because I did end up getting pepper sprayed, uh, which was not fun. Um, and that, for sure, was not in an ideal situation. Um, I mean, I remember when we beat... Man, it was either Duke or Louisville in 2007, 2006, 2007. I'm not quite sure. Um, and downtown erupted into riots after we beat them in the Elite Eight. Um, and for sure, I remember we were celebrating. We were... Man, there was thousands and thousands of people. We were wasted. And I remember I saw a girl that I was uh, dating at the time. We like bumped into each other on the side of the street. 
And all of a sudden, I felt like I got punched in the stomach. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, I thought, like, maybe she was fucking around with me. And it was a pepper spray bomb had gone off really, really close to me. And I get pulled through the smoke of the pepper spray bomb. And it was the worst possible experience of my entire life. I remember you telling me that it was utterly, excruciatingly painful. (laughs) Dry heaving, bloody freaking eyes for days. My nose, my lips, bloodshot eyes. Bloodshot eyes eyes. would be a really big problem. Yeah, stigmata. Um, (laughs) It was was brutal. But, you know, these are the the pains that you you take as a uh, young, drunk college student enjoying yourself on... uh, an Elite Eight victory over, I think, Louisville. It had to be them. I think we'll have plenty of discussions about being young, drunk college students. Yeah. West Virginia and Penn State are two of the places I've ever partied. And I will say... They are two places that you partied. That's what you just said. Two of the ever places I've partied. Oh, well, I was trying to say two of the better places I have ever partied. Right. So, uh, thank obviously... Thank you for correcting me, big brother. You're welcome. Thank obviously, you. I have an English degree. Just kidding. It's an economics degree. But the point is, uh, West Virginia is professional partiers. Yes. We no, were, no, no. I was going to get there if you would let me. I don't want to... so rudely interrupted me. I know, but you were going to make some statement about how West Virginia's better, but really Penn State's fun, and I just don't agree I mean, with that. I wasn't going to... That sounded really lame. No, what I was going to say was that that West Virginia is a different level than everywhere else. That's all I was going to say. Playboy said it in 2008. uh, West Virginia are professional partiers, or where most pregames are like, you know, where we pregame harder than you party. Yeah, I mean, and and I agreed with that. And I've been there. I've partied there a couple times. Threw up and... uh... (laughs) There's a lot of places I've thrown up. (laughs) (laughs) I was a professional at that at a young age. Um, Me too. But you R.I.P. Know, to, to my liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough of our alcoholism. The point is, yes, I was going to give West Virginia one because they suck at everything else now, but they I mean, are very good at partying. That's not uh, true. I, I mean, do. I am do sad you, does that Penn I never. Penn State even have a basketball team? You don't. Uh, we're top ten in the country right now. For the first time ever. Yeah, yeah literally for the first <laughs> time ever. Um, but I mean, it would be great to have incredibly wealthy uh, alumni like the Pergolas, P- Pergolas. Pagulas to just like make a make fucking, a hockey team. I make a hockey team out of nothing. Build an arena. Just that arena is amazing, by the way. I have heard it is amazing, but it's just unbelievable. I mean, like, listen, West Virginia's got some very famous alumni, very rich people, but we still have a club hockey team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Penn State went from zero to heroes overnight with hockey. It's it's Shout unbelievable. Shout out to them. It's they're it's you guys are fun to watch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I was gonna give West Virginia credit for once. Very very fun party school. It's just a different level when they let you in the bars at eighteen. That's something that does not happen at Penn State. The good thing is, if you continue to listen to this podcast, there will be so much reminiscing from two old, old. Yeah, we'll talk about hippopotamuses men, and all kinds of different crazy uh, in their thirties, uh, reminiscing about the old glory days because they are that they are. Well, it's glory a different world days. now, and I don't even think I feel like if we end up having any younger listeners, they won't even be able to comprehend the differences. Oh, you mean like T nine texting? Yeah, or how about the fact that when you went to your tailgating fields, you got a red solo cup from a state trooper? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, wink, For wink. those of you who can't see us, obviously, I just <laughs> winked at him. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so West Virginia was a different world back in the day with the pit. Uh, still is. Yeah, still no, is. it still is. I haven't been there in years. But when we did go back, it was fun. Yeah, no, it was a really Shout good time. Shout out to uh, Tim Mayers. Is that Tim your Mayers. Yeah. Timmy boy. We had, we had a fun time that weekend. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still West Virginia, though. Keep that in mind. No, no, no glitz, no glamour. <laughs> right. Okay. That was very weird. Well, I mean, it, I think we did some of our drinking in a uh, in a Chili's, if I remember correctly, or Applebee's. Applebee's. Applebee's okay. Sorry. First of all, it was next to the hotel. Second of all, 
half-off appetizers, it, shout it, out Applebee's, because their boneless wings are the fucking tits. I don't know. It's all dog food. <laughs> Tastes we can good talk about good restaurants on one of our podcasts. That's and, definitely coming up, because yeah. good food is definitely one of my passions. Well, I, even more passions, so for I me. Mean, I am a fan of being fat and loving food. John, John likes to think he knows good food, but we'll get into that another date. For sure. Um... I mean, I think that kind of does it for today's episode. Yeah. I mean, we kind of touched on a little bit of everything, some of our favorite teams, some of our memorable experiences. I have to interject real quick. The one team that we did not talk about, and it's because they're so abysmal. No, is I don't even Knicks. want you to bring it up. I don't even want you to bring it up. Knicks. I, I made it through the entire podcast without you bringing that up. Fuck you, James Dolan. Sell the team, you bitch-ass motherfucker. Yeah. You can't even get free agents when they want to come to your team. I don't want to talk about them. Why'd you bring them up? I'm already well, getting I just Because we were talking about all of our favorite teams, I just wanted to throw one shout-out to the abysmal Knicks. And uh, hopefully by the, this time next year, if we're still recording, we have good news because we haven't had any in a very long time. Oh. But in all in all, I don't love the NBA as, as the game that it is now compared to how it used to be. But I that, actually think the game's getting better. And for me, it's kind of roping me back. In. It's not hockey. I definitely watch a hockey game over a basketball game any day. But I do find myself tuning in to some good games on another basis. But there's there's no Devils game for sure. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I, I miss the physicality of the Oakley LJ days. And oh man, that, that, that's a totally different. Era, no, it's though. a different style of basketball, and that's fine. I just miss that. And and I feel like when your team sucks, it's hard to watch. It's always hard to watch. I yeah. mean, we've been going through. Yeah, but I can watch the giant. I can like watch that. the Giants sucking. No, I've turned off plenty of Giant games in the yeah. last two years. Well, once it gets past twenty-one points. <laughs> And that being said, let's call it a day for this podcast uh, where we touched on a little bit of some of our favorite sports memories and sports teams. Uh, next up on next week's episode, next Wednesday's episode, we're you know not really sure when this one's going to drop. I think we should dive into media, a little bit of our favorite TV shows, a little bit of our favorite movies. I mean, obviously, you know I own every movie under the sun. <laughs> You can't ask me my favorite. I'll give you a list of 100 movies. But Yeah, we'll just talk about the different kind of movies that we like, our kind of favorite stuff to watch in different scenarios. Shout out Parasite. Yeah, getting under Trump's overrated. skin. Oh good. my god, oh. it's good, but overrated. We'll get into this. We can talk about all these different things, and you know, whether different types of media, whatever we like to consume, uh, you know, books, music, that kind of stuff that kind of keeps us entertained throughout the day. And maybe we can pass on some recommendations to you guys. Find some stuff that you might uh, enjoy reading, listening to, watching, whatever it might be. Absolutely. Uh, that being said, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode. We really appreciate it. And uh, hit that like and subscribe button. If you guys got any questions, uh, head over to thedailyramble.com. You can contact us via email at info at thedailyramble.com. And uh, if you guys have any interest in maybe being a contributor, uh, starting up your own podcast, uh, we really want this to be a place where uh, anyone can join and anyone can be a part of it. I second uh, everything he just said. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a good one. Cheers. Thank you.